Welcome back to the Sully versus Sean Sports Show. We're uh, getting into our week two predictions and picks and and such. And we'll also talk a little bit of fantasy here, our fantasy flames, as we'll call them. Um, let's uh, let's jump right in, Sean. Let's uh, talk week two predictions. All right. So uh, first game that's listed here on my slate is the Redskins and Colts. I think the Redskins look pretty legit. They I I always I had them pegged as like a 500-ish team. And that was waiting on Alex Smith essentially to get better throughout the season. He already looks in midseason form with that offense, and that's their first game together. Yep. So uh, all those pieces came together really well for them. Uh, I know Arizona is not necessarily the greatest team, but the Redskins got a perfect warm-up match. They look they look sharp. They now get the Colts at home, which will be a little bit more of a test against their defense, which I think they're up to. Mm-hmm. And also, just the Redskins' offense looks ready to hum, and the Colts' defense is not going to do anything to stop them. Yeah, for sure. I think Redskins take that game easy. Yeah. Um, um, I think it'll be a pretty high-scoring game. I, I think so, too. Like, o- overall, like, I kind of think, I, like, weirdly, that it's going to almost end up being, like, the same kind of score the Colts were just in last week. Like, the Redskins scoring, like, 31 or 33 to, like, 20, 23 uh, maybe 24 or something, something in that line where they had sure. like this like yeah. eight to ten point win, which is also why like in that spread uh, contest that I'm in, I'm considering taking the Redskins. They're listed at minus six, so they'd have, essentially have to win by seven points. Um, considering that, one, I would take them. I would take them at minus six. Yeah, that one's on one of my like it's on the on the edge. I'm considering it with a couple others. Um, but next game, I'm actually a hundred percent gonna take. And that is the Falcons at home against the Panthers. The mm. Falcons are laying down six points. Yep. And I am all on the Panthers. I do. Oh not... yeah, for sure. Especially since the Falcons lost Deion Jones for some time, and he's basically the guy. The guy you can single-handedly stop Christian McCaffrey, and McCaffrey's going to give him problems. And we'll talk about that when we talk fantasy players. That and even before Devonte Freeman basically got declared out today. Um, I was all on board on the Falcons, uh, and now that Devontae's out, I am 100% on board on the on the Panthers. So um, Devontae Freeman is not that much of a game changer for the Falcons. No, exactly. It just like kind of reaffirms my situation more because they're going to have less weapons to cycle in on offense, so more likely to be fatigued, more Got likely it. to Got be it. just like chipped around. Okay. That's why I like Panthers. Um, I think definitely cover that six points, um, and that's one of the ones that I'm putting in. And, so right now uh, you got Panthers and you got Redskins. Yeah, the Redskins. I'm on the fence about if that's going to be one of the five that I end up going with. But uh, as I talk through it, I may end up coming to a decision there. Nice. Um, the other game, I think Jets Dolphins will be an interesting one. I don't know what the line is there, but I think the Jets will win this one. The Jets are at a minus two and a half, so basically they need to win by a field goal. I uh, think they will. I'm. I'm like hesitant to say that, also just because I'm so much in favor of the Dolphins. Yeah, you, but, you're in love um, with the Dolphins. We all know that. Yeah, uh, I do think that the Jets' defense, like I've always thought that Todd Bowles was pretty, uh, like a really good coordinator, and even as the Jets' head coach, he like made their defense solid. Then they got Tremaine Johnson. Uh, Adams is another year older. They ha- they like reshuffled the D line to be more towards the scheme fit. Yeah, Darnold looked solid and uh, resilient after that interception. Yeah, I think they got the cycle of running backs that they. He had a pretty good like pocket presence about him as well in that game. Granted, it was the Lions, but like he was he was moving around like he was aware of where the rush was coming from and he was getting rid of the ball and he was doing pretty well. 
What's funny for a rookie? About Darnold, for a rookie. Yeah, for a rookie. But like he, but to that point, like he looked like a rookie in the pocket. Like he looked skittish. He looked like he had to keep. But he was more. Around. He was. He's been more poised than we've seen in the past from certain rookie players. Definitely. Um, like the, you honestly, can tell, the first like, one for that some, jumped for out. someone whose first game in the NFL, he looked a lot more poised for some versus like, it, like anyone else whose first game in the NFL, right? Like I'm saying, like he's. Like by the time you're in like mid mid season, he's gonna look like he's gonna have like a veteran presence to him in the pocket. Yeah, like in all honesty, out of rookie quarterbacks, since it's been much more of a craze ever since like 2010, 2011 type season, like also like around Cam time is like when most rookie quarterbacks really started playing, like Andy Dalton yep. and Kaepernick soon after, and all that from that class. Yep. But um, Darnold, the only one that he remind the one he reminds me of the most is Andrew Luck. Yep, he and looks a lot like Andrew Luck. I like agree. just the way that he had to shift around, and just the the different weapons that they have. Like I do like the Jets wide receivers a lot more than most people. Oh yeah, so, Quincy Quincy Anua is gonna be a good one this week. Yeah, he got hurt early last year, and everybody kind of forgot about him. And Robbie Anderson, as long as he's not suspended, he's a great weapon out there. Absolutely. Um, let's uh, let's talk Lions Niners. That's another interesting line. I think the line had shifted to about six and a half. What is it now, Sean? I well, uh, yeah, I believe it's shifted now to six and a half. You're right. Um, yeah. But when uh, this contest comes out, so we get our numbers um, as they are closed on yeah. uh, Wednesday evening. Yep. So I have the Niners at minus six. Um, so I'm take that. Yeah, for sure. I'm considering I think taking I think that that's lot. gonna be the Lions look awful against the Jets. I think the Niners will take that game like 31 to 10. Also, like when it's about taking these spread games and like you really got to pick five couple other things that really come into play a lot of the time are what are the logistics that these teams are going through yeah the lions just played week one on monday, monday night. night yep and the 49ers uh already traveled back mm-hmm. so by the time the lions were playing their game the 49ers were back home in bed exactly so that kind of stuff is just going to make it easier to justify why the 49ers should be favored in that and why six points is uh, a respectable number for them yep. but a lot of people are like Oh, the 49ers are still way too overhyped, and this is how we're going to figure things out. No, I think Jimmy G is about to shred them in this game. The one thing to watch is Darius Slay, and, like, is Fair. yeah, is his um, is his injury going to, like, hold him back? Yeah, I and, mean, I think Ziggy Ansah's, uh I think he's playing. Is he playing or is he out? I'm, I haven't checked yet, but... I do believe... I Z- think he's questionable, right? Yeah, they... they I know he was nicked it. up, um, yeah. but we're going to, like... His shoulder injury is game time decisions. Exactly. His shoulder injury wasn't that serious. Marquise Goodwin is out, officially out for this game. Um, but I think regardless, you're going to see a Jimmy G to George Kittle connection like you saw against the Vikings. And I agree. And the Vikings are probably two times the defense that the Lions are. So I think they're going to start hitting on some of these and they're going to figure out some of those timing issues they had in week one. And that's going to be a good game. What what are the, so, so the three games that you're hitting on Sean. So like so far was Niners Lions is one of the games you're hitting on. Yeah. Um, about Niners Lions for sure. The Panthers. Yeah. The Redskins is one that's up in the air for me. Okay. What um, What are the other couple other games you're considering here? And then we'll we'll kind of move into some of our predictions for week two. One of the other ones I'm uh, really on is the Texans pick 'em at uh, Tennessee. So it's basically like you pick who wins, and I think the Texans like everyone else is kind of down. They're at Tennessee. Yeah. Like, everyone else is kind of down on them because, oh, they already lost. And Deshaun Watson doesn't look like the same as he did last year. If everybody remembers last year, when he started, it was on a Thursday night game against Cincinnati, and he 
did not do statistically very well, but he yep. ended up leading the team very well. Yeah. So similarly, they lost like in New England. That should not be like a red flag. They yep. still moved the better, yeah, the ball I mean, better. It was, it was New England. Yeah. So I think the Texans are gonna catch a groove. The Titans are banged up. Mariota, like, yeah, he's, uh, Delaney he's Walker's up, gone. Yeah. Uh, Corey yeah. Davis is already hurt. So he's playing again. He's they're saying his hamstring is close to 100%, so he'll play. Yeah, just already that nicked up. I'm yeah. a little bit worried about For their sure. ability to defend that. That's why like, I'm on the Texans there. Okay, um, what's another game you're looking at? I'll save one of these other ones uh, for last because I know you're going to disagree with it. <laughs> but um, the Broncos minus six um, against, against the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. You're taking the Broncos? I'm taking the Broncos minus six. I can see that, yeah. Um, I'm not huge on the Broncos, but someone dropped this stat on me that I thought was the most insane thing ever. Is it? It's in, it's in Denver, it's right? It's in Denver. Yeah. And in the last like six years uh like i heard 31 and 2 and then i heard 37 and 3 broncos teams in september wow in uh in denver in denver yeah they are just phenomenal because like these teams are barely conditioned and you're making other teams come up to higher elevation yep um that just drags on and then back to that other point of the lions and the niners the Raiders just played on Monday Night Football. So yep. they just played on a short week, and, and they're going to go and, to the Alpha And team. they played on a really late Monday Night game. Yeah, so that one's going to be a big holdup, in my opinion, for them. Yep. Um, one of the other ones that I'm pretty high on um, is the Patriots minus one. Anytime the Patriots are within that type of a field goal level, yeah. I think it's perfect. I, I think the Patriots will probably lose this game because it's in Jacksonville. I can see it. Um, it's in but Jacksonville. Also, like, but also if Fournette is held out, yeah, I think it's Fournette, way less yeah, likely. Yeah, if Fournette is held out, it's maybe less likely the Jaguars win. But Yep, and then the one that I'm kind of like in a toss-up between the Redskins um, and another NFC East team is actually the Giants plus three. Um, I think the Giants early on Is this on the game season, you think we're going to disagree about? No. Okay. Um, that one I'm kind of just like set on, like more or less. Like okay. I just think Dallas is so bad. I, yeah, that's a tough one, the Giants. But they're both just so bad. It's just... It's just I think the Giants call. will show up for primetime, though. Yeah, and the Giants are like Cowboys show up for primetime, for too, though. But, uh, I mean, Cowboys' line is banged up. They lost Frederick, right? Yeah. And so it's going to be hard for Zeke to find holes, but the Giants' D did not look good. But on the flip side, the Giants' line... The Giants' was, D was okay. Like, they only gave up 13 points. They gave up 20. But one was defensive. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. Um, um, the game that I think... Okay. Will... I mean, I mean... I think, I don't know, but the Giants line looks pretty horrendous too. So it's like, this game should be like a toss-up. It should be like, I don't know who's going to win. That's why, I, um, so like one of the main things in like a lot of betting stuff is a home team, if you're like unsure of what to do, like Vegas always does this and it's like home team minus three because it's just like the home team yeah, it's like a toss-up. Like, oh, they're probably going to win by some last minute field goal type thing. Yeah. And that's how they set that line. So that's pretty basic. I feel like Vegas has no idea how that game is going to go. Yep. Because everybody is like, yeah. both of these teams are supposed to be a lot better or want to be better, but both <laughs> look awful. So yeah. we'll move on with that. Yeah. All right, Sean, um, hit me with this game that you are, you've been hyping up that we're going to disagree about. Um, now, what's hilarious is they just burned me last week um, as the only one that I did not succeed on, but Saints minus eight and a half against Minus eight and a half? Dude, do not take the Saints at minus eight and a half. Please. So they have, but tell me something please not the eight saints, and a half the saints lost last week though yeah. right yeah how many points did they score when they lost they, they scored 40 yeah but i think it was even 41 was it but, 40, 40 um, 41 yeah, yeah 48 41 if, off the top are, but of they're, are they not playing in cleveland or they're playing in new orleans they're playing in new orleans oh so okay. tyrod taylor so, did not look great throwing the football i know it was outside. it was in the rain though yeah i know it was outside i know there was weather conditions and all i mean okay you're gonna see ryan fitzpatrick revert back to his true nature this week against the eagles so 
that that's telling you something that it's the Saints defense and I don't but like the it's Saints, the Saints defense, defense was good last year and they have talent. I I think they just they just can't figure it out and all these like the first couple of weeks is going to take them a while to figure it out is what it seems like because Fitzpatrick was a new wrinkle, Tyrod Taylor's a new wrinkle to the Browns like the Browns like completely changed their <laughs> offensive game plan and I don't think the Saints are ready for it. Here's one thing though that's a big difference as to why I was actually kind of like very high on this yep. is um the Tampa Bay offensive line grades out much higher than the Cleveland offensive line. Interesting. So, All right. like, that might be a you got to try and. But like, I think eight and a half is still pretty high. Like I, I could see the Saints it taking it by a also, touchdown, but you're saying over a touchdown. What everybody is like talking about is the fact that the Saints. This is a quote unquote possible get right game, and Fair. so with that, yeah. like you want to. Since you didn't necessarily, I mean, yeah, like, that's true. That's true. I mean, and Cleveland kind of came off already. Their Super Bowl like, was yeah, getting a tie they, in the for yeah. week one. That was like their Super Bowl. They didn't so. lose. They're already yeah, throwing I can, a parade. I can see the Saints bouncing back here. I and that's why, it. like, the Saints are a popular pick also yeah. on a lot of sides because I think this game actually opened up at minus seven or seven and a half. Yeah, and it's I'm been surprised. Moving. I'm surprised you're not touching that Chargers game. The Josh it's, Allen, the Bills banged up line. It's so hard banged because up McCoy. The, the Chargers would have to win by more than a touchdown. Oh, and that's I just tough. think the Chargers yeah, can Chargers the shit out of that game. And they're playing in Buffalo. Yeah, and they're playing uh, in Buffalo. Yeah, you so can't West trust Coast the team traveling. There, there was too many the of those logistical somewhere. pieces that yeah. I didn't like overall. Yeah, for so sure. That's why I kind of shied away from that. It is like something that I considered. Um yep. Because yeah. it's like you should just play against the Bills every week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sean, let's uh. So we talked a little bit about your spread picks. Let's uh, let's hit me with some quick predictions for week two. What what is something that you're predicting will happen in week two that maybe people aren't expecting? Um, I as far as not expecting. Yeah. Give me something unexpected for week two. I think Robert Woods is going to lead the Rams in uh, yards and targets this week against wow. the Cardinals. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I I just. I, I like the way that I how what I saw from Jared Goff and the offense last week on Monday. Yep. Um, overall, like the setup for how they are spreading the ball around amongst those three receivers, mm-hmm. I was really worried about how that was going to look fantasy wise. But Goff spread it out equally. Like they're so specialized as far as what Sean McVay wants to do with Brandon Cooks, what he wants to do with Robert Woods, what he wants to do with Cooper Cup. Yep. That um, and then just having Gurley come out from the backfield all the time. Yeah. So I, I like what I saw from that, and the Cardinals are not going to be able to guard all those different positions, and particularly the role that Robert Woods tends to play. Mm-hmm. So I really think that he's going to possibly break out for a really nice game. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up with. A touchdown, 140 yards, maybe wow. on like five or six receptions. You're going, you're going in on Robert Woods. That's an interesting prediction. Um, I'll give you my prediction, Sean. I think the Bears are going to absolutely shred Seattle on Monday night. <sighs> that the, you kind of stole one from me. That was that's uh, one of the that's one of the ones that because the Bears are favored by three and a half. I think is yeah, that's what uh, I'm working with. Yeah, and I'm considering taking that I, too. I think I think you're going to see Mitchell Trubisky have like his coming out game. Yeah, that's gonna, this, this is going to be his coming out game, and people are going to be like, "What the hell happened to Seattle's?" Defense? I mean, Case Keenum threw three interceptions and right. still looked good. Yeah, I, I think Nagy is going to call an amazing game, like offensive game for the Bears and. Their defense is nasty. I think Wilson's going to struggle, and you're going to see the Bears shred Seattle. Uh, other predictions? I think Josh Allen will actually look decent. He won't. I I think this was like What's an elaborate definition of decent. 
better than Nathan Peterman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, decent in the sense that I feel like the Bills just had this whole setup that, hey, we'll throw out Nathan Peterman so so we can make Josh Allen look great. Like that, mm, I feel like this fair. is their whole plan that, you know, Nathan Peterman will come in, he'll suck, he'll throw 20, have 20% completion percentage, and then... 20%. And then we'll throw in Josh Allen and his 55% will look amazing. Yeah, he'll be able to break a tackle and, yeah. oh, my God, he he's going to He's going to throw for 200 yards and two Actually, touchdowns. Actually, he didn't throw the ball away. He just overthrew his receiver. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think he'll get to, like, 200 yards, 55% completion percentage, maybe a touchdown or two, but he'll also throw a couple of interceptions, which is decent. It's not a horrendous yeah. line. But like it's it's people so, are like thinking considering Josh Allen the biggest bust in this draft class I don't think that's going to be the case and I think he'll prove it this week kind of against the Chargers. So sticking on that game, something that I think is really going to come out of it is uh, Mike Williams. Uh, yeah, he had like the Mike most. Williams. He had the most targets behind um, behind Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon essentially. Yep. Um, last week his efficiency numbers were great. Um, I like I liked him a lot coming out of college, and then he was just banged up last year. And last year they really wanted to utilize him. They lo- they seem to have a specific role for him, and one of those roles seems to be the the red zone target. Yeah. So I think he's gonna. He's like, a big boy. Yeah, I think he's gonna nab a touchdown. Um, if I had to guess right now, I'd guess he ends up with five receptions, sixty five yards, and a touch. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Since you uh, since you started talking about it, Sean, let's talk our fantasy flames uh until we come up with a better name for this segment but fantasy flames here sean who who, give me some guys i'll throw one out here i think jimmy garoppolo is going to shred the lines i think he's throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns i think that's his stat line this week 300 yards and three touchdowns so you think the red zone offense is going to finally kind of turn i think he's gonna i think he's gonna hit some big plays with kittle especially that's that's another guy i'll throw out there kittle i think he's gonna end up with like 125 yards (sighs) and two touchdowns you're starting to steal my thunder (laughs) because kittle is exactly where i'm going with that too yeah um kind of the get your own player sean what are you doing man all right the dark horse one that i'm already like high on and like i was hoping that he would kind of start coming on later in the year um, and stash him as a bye week guy, but the due to injuries, the time apparently is now. And uh, reading some articles via the Athletic, uh, it really seems like Shanahan is comfortable focusing on him. So Pettis, Dante Pettis, yeah, um, get Pettis out there, like yeah. especially in like daily fantasy lineups, he's going to be cheap. Oh yeah, for sure, so, especially with Goodwin out. Yeah, I think yeah. that um, he's going to Shanahan loves him like. They he, traded he does love in him. the draft yeah. for him. Um, going him. to practices, he was featured a lot with the main offense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I, and he run. He's the only receiver apparently on the team that can run all three wide receiver positions. Wow. Um, according to Shanahan. That's interesting. So I think that he's going to be able to be a real asset this week. Yeah, and avoid any Lions players is is what I'd say. Um, another guy I really like, Sean Quincy Anua. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna catch eight balls for about 105 Ooh. yards and a touchdown. I think he's gonna. I think he's. I think gonna the Dolphins' defense is better than that. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get some work uh, against the Dolphins' defense. Isn't this the same defense last year that gave up Robbie Anderson three touchdowns? Possibly. But, <laughs> um, there, there was differences with that. Sure. I, I mean, that's that's just the pick I'm throwing out there, Sean. Uh, what what do you got? Give me someone else. Um, another one that I'm kind of high on that is you could debate whether or not this is like kind of an easy target, but uh, Evan Ingram, I think Evan Ingram is gonna have his first big game of the year. Uh, I bet he's gonna, 
I honestly think he's going to get targeted like 12 or 13 times in this game. Wow. And um, that Dallas defense does not scare me. Uh, Cam Newton, they literally, they they could have, the Panthers could have put up so many more points. They were playing Cam so Newton, conservative. But if Cam Newton was just like slightly more accurate, there were a yeah, couple like third down sure. and like long second down plays where he missed receivers or like put the ball in these horrible positions for his receivers to get hit and then get the ball knocked out. Yeah. So like Eli's, it is what it is. Eli's no special quarterback anymore, Yeah. but he is going to put the ball in a place where his receivers can get it, and their offense is much more dynamic. So what's, what's your stat line for Ingram? What do you say? Um, I would say Ingram is going to end up with eight catches, 110 yards, and I'm hoping for a touchdown. But I wow. feel like the, I feel like Dallas is going to focus him a lot more in the end zone, in the red zone. Okay. Um, but if you do that, then you leave OBJ possibly open. That's true. That's so, true. Um, Ingram is a guy that I'm really watching that I think could have a great week, uh, especially on prime time. For sure. Um, another guy I think to take uh, – or you definitely are starting Christian McCaffrey, but I think he's going to have a fantastic game. I think he's going to – Put up at least 50 yards rushing. I think he's going to have at least 100 yards receiving. And I think he's going to have two touchdowns. I think he's going to shred two. that. I think he's going to shred the Falcons. Like, that that's going to be the biggest thing. But on the flip side, I think Tevin Coleman is also going to produce for the Falcons. So I can see both those running backs going, having pretty big numbers in those games. I think Coleman, a little bit less. I think he, his yards, total yards, will be about 75 to 80 yards. But he'll steal a touchdown. My initial guess on Tevin Coleman was he'd get about uh, 130 total yards. So and no touchdown? Like, yeah, like maybe yeah. 80 yards rushing and okay. 30, I could see that too. Shooting. I could see him putting up more yards and no touchdown. But what I like about that is that plays, into the, that plays into the narrative of what I think is going to happen in that game. And both teams want to run, keep it close. And then as long as the Panthers keep it within six points, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, one of the other guys that I had in got. mind, though is Tyler Lockett to that point of... Tyler Lockett, please, bro. Please. No, to that point of uh, Chicago probably blowing them out, this is where in fantasy garbage time is your friend. And I think Tyler Lockett is... I think it'll be Brendan Marshall over Tyler Lockett. Now, Tyler Lockett just has a has like a penchant for like dropping the ball. Okay, so th- think about this real quick. As, as you're behind, or yeah, as you're behind in an offense, you're Seattle. If you're behind by, say... he's their, You're saying he's their big play guy. Well, not just big play guy, but Brandon Marshall or others are going to be the ones who are technically going to stretch the field as the DBs uh, press back yep. to be more conservative. And then Lockett is the one who comes underneath much more. Marshall Lockett doesn't have that cannot, across Lockett cannot catch anymore. a ball underneath, bro. He will get rocked so hard he'll drop it. No, but that's the entire point is that the Bears' defense is going to be more conservative I know, at that but point. Lockett will not catch the ball. He's, he's, he has and... the biggest butterfingers I've ever seen, bro. I don't know how he made it into the NFL as a wide receiver. And... Oh, God, don't say and. Go ahead. The Bears' D-line is going to be ferocious and terrorizing them because the Seattle D-line or O-line sucks. So you're going to need to get the ball out quicker if you're Russell Wilson (sighs) and or you're going to have to scramble around and get someone who scrambles with you. That typically is Lockett. That's where I think he's going to come in. I could see Lockett end up with a 100-yard game, um, even on as few as like five or six catches. Uh, I would, I would, I wouldn't doubt it if he got like just a garbage time touchdown. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna get like a production touchdown that's like well developed and like part of their offensive scheme in the first yep. half though. Yeah, um, let's uh, let's uh, another guy I have for here for you, Sean, is Adrian Peterson. I think he's gonna do well. He's gonna he's yeah, gonna get like 120 right. yards rushing. Easy. If Alfred Morris could come off the street yeah. and destroy the starter, most of the starters on the Indianapolis Colts defense. Yep. Um, when they play the 49ers. 
Adrian Peterson is going to run over them, no problem. He, <laughs> easily, yeah, easily, he, he easily. Looked, he no looked problem. solid last week. Yep. Um, they're at home, so the Colts outside already. That's one nick against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it just bodes so well. Everything about that game screams the Redskins are going to dominate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have anyone else here, Sean? I I have one more guy, but I'll let you go first because you're going to hate this pick. So. I had two. Um, okay, hit me with your two. One of them is Kenny Galladay, because I don't think the 49ers have enough Richard Sherman, bro. Guy. Richard Sherman a... and Akilah Weatherspoons. They're going to be big body So then Marvin too. Jones or Golden Tate are still going to feed then. Like, that... One of them will feed. Yes, I agree. One exactly. of those three will be fed, and that's where I but think it's you don't know which Galladay. one it's going to be. And I think it'll be Galladay. That's that's where I'm coming down on it. But like the way that they're starting to shift him around in formation, I, I think it, you have a better chance of it being Marvin Jones, just because you don't know how they're going to be fed by the night. By the yeah, Lions. I can see that. I could also see just Marvin Jones streaking down the sideline, burning a Kella Witherspoon. Yeah, um, exactly. But at better the same time, like I think Galladay presents more matchup issues for the 49ers. I would just avoid any Lions player. Just. Don't I think Galladay is a good daily fantasy play. Maybe, possibly. I and doubt if it. you're playing in a league uh, where, like me, in multiple twelve uh, in twelve team leagues with uh, four receiver spots, oh, he is a starting receiver. All right. And I think that you should be optimistic in those types of situations. All right, Sean, who's your second guy here? Uh, my second. Well, let's hear yours. No, no, go with your second guy first. Uh, all right. So this one, I I feel like a little weird on anyway um but it is something that would be worthwhile of a gamble um and that is going to be juju smith like i, I don't hate that i like it okay. i like it i He's think worth juju the gamble. is going to be like the top wide receiver this week oh wow um i don't think that i think he'll he definitely be in the yards. top top 10 easy 200 yards wow like, watch juju get 180 yards wow and like two touchdowns or something. Wow. Okay. All right. Now that you brought this up, Sean, with Juju, I think there's going to be a receiver that's going to do better than him. Is that Antonio Brown? No. I was going to no, say that's No, it's not even related to this game. Oh. But I'm I'm waiting to see your look here as I say his name. Allen Robinson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ten catches. Ten catches. 175 yards. He's going to be hurt on catch three. And two touchdowns. Two. Two. Book it. Book it, Sean. Book that. Allen Robinson, Robinson, the man, the legend. He's going to do it. AR3. AR3, man. He's coming coming for you all. Um, all right, Sean, should we end on that ridiculous prediction of mine? Um, I, I, think we, I, I think we hit on pretty much every game. Like just a couple other side notes since we didn't really talk too much about them. We just had one line. Yeah, sure. Um, is the Eagles minus three and a half against the Buccaneers. Take it, take it, You minus, yeah, you said, like, Fitzpatrick's going to return to his old self. Like, the Eagles have had, again, the logistics, the Eagles have had three extra days. So, extra time to recover, extra time to game plan. I think Jay Ajayi could end up with two touchdowns, and, like, I don't think he's going to run all over Tampa Bay, but I think, like, the way that they'll move the ball and what they want to do, uh, going back to uh, preseason predictions... With Nick Foles out there, they're going to want to be that run-focused team. I sure. Think. And leading up to the transition of Carson Wentz, still no Alshon Jeffrey. I think Jay Ajayi gets like two touchdowns, say high 80s in yards. Yeah, um, something solid, nothing game-breaking. Yeah. But I think that he'll put up a good production number there. All right. Any any other games you want to touch on, or should we get out of here? Allen Robinson is going to be the fantasy god this week. Fantasy god. Fantasy oh god. god. If that happens, I'll... Uh, 
I, I don't know. I'll pour water over my head and do an ice bucket challenge or something. All right, I I, I'm going to hold you to that. There's when Allen no Robinson is, is the, the fantasy the god. Number one fantasy receiver next Number week. one fantasy receiver this week. Book no it, way. Sean. Book it. Um, all right, with that, you know, we'll call it a day. Uh, don't forget to follow us on uh, at, on Twitter at Sully vs. Sean. Follow us on Facebook, Sully vs. Sean Sports Show. Send us what you want us to talk about. Yeah, send us emails on Messenger, or send us uh, messages on Messenger and emails at Sully vs. Sean at Yahoo.com. And uh, free Amir Abdullah, as always. Leave them behind in. Levi's, if you can, Lions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. That'd actually. be excellent. Free uh, Amir hey, Abdullah. Lions, uh, could you cut down our travel expenses and uh, just trade us to him right now, please? Yeah, perfect. All right, free Amir Abdullah, Sean. That's how we're ending. Peace. See ya.